Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show, where our goal is to inspire your true performance. And this episode, leaders are learners. And the key word here is learners, but let me clarify that word. I mean, the definition of learner is gain or acquire knowledge of or skill in something by study, experience, or being taught. So we hear a lot of things that we don't actually learn. I mean, if you've heard the health value of say not eating fast food and eating more home cooked vegetables, that would be good, but you're still eating fast food and your stove wouldn't recognize a real vegetable. Uh, then you just heard about it merely. You didn't actually learn it. So leaders are gaining knowledge and actually applying that to their life. So this was the key habit that my guest on the show, Rick McDaniel shared here in this habits episode. Rick was my guest in episode 749, where he revealed personal styles in 12 categories of life. His book, You Got Style, I now have my family working through so we can better understand each other. I'm also going to do it with my closest business associates. Um, Rick is the founder and senior pastor of the Richmond Community Church in Richmond, Virginia and highimpactchurch.tv. He's a regular contributor for foxnews.com and is a well-known speaker for Fortune 500 companies and faith audiences alike. You can find him at rickmcdaniel.com. I know you're going to gain a lot by walking through the seven spokes on the Ziggler Wheel of Life uh, and hearing personal habits of Rick, the things he does for his success, including the one that I led off with right there. So I'll get started with Rick right after I share some great products and services with you. All right, Rick, we'll walk through these spokes here and we start off with physical and nutrition. What are the habits that you put in place for yourself there? I, I was an athlete, and so I was fortunate to sort of have that foundation. So I've just been someone that goes to the gym, you know, three, four times a week. Uh, right now in my life, three times a week, I go on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday and do a combination of cardio and, and, and weights. And um, I have uh, – I did low-fat diet years ago, and that, that's – you know, now there's keto, the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, I just try to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I will say that something that I have been doing that fits in with the spiritual practice I've been doing for a long time, fasting, is this intermittent fasting, eating yeah. only within a six-hour window, eight, eight in the morning to uh, two in the afternoon. Uh, that, that's, that works pretty well for me. I hear that more and more. Uh, family and friends. What are the things you're doing to keep those relationships vibrant? Yeah, I got, I have two long time all the way from college friends. And that's really great to have two really close buddies and try to make sure I, I keep in contact and visit when I can. It was with one of them just a couple months ago. I'll see another one here in about a month. And um, I've been married for a long time, so I, I've been investing in my marriage of two sons that, uh, uh, again, try to make sure. In fact, there was a time in my life as a writer, I'd written two books, I actually stopped writing so I could spend time really with my sons, raising them in those formative, important years of their life. And then I went back to writing. And people always ask me, do you regret stopping writing? You know, you had that. And I don't because I... I I used it for my kids. Yeah. I don't regret that. How old are your boys? Oh man. They are both grown men now. They're yeah. uh, one is a captain in the army. Oh wow. And the other is, uh, works in uh, business in Boston. Okay. 
All right, beautiful. Mental is the third spoke. So things that you do to keep your mental edge, mentally sharp, grow yourself there. Tell us about it. Well, I'm a big reader, big believer in reading. And uh, I think that there should always be a book that you're reading. I'm not a big fan of television. I think TV is, uh, is a, a hole that you can go down. The, the binge watching, the, the new streaming services, the shows coming out of the woodwork. I think if you're not careful, you're just going to uh, really end up wasting time. I'm not saying there isn't a place for relaxation and vegging out, but you got to be lifelong learner. And uh, if you're a leader, leaders are learners. Got to be in that learning mode. And I think it's vital, obviously, listening to podcasts, reading uh, books, reading articles. uh, Those things are vitally important. Yeah. All right. Financial is the next one. And, uh, you know, that is what's well, interesting. You know, that's one of your categories of style. Right. So what financial style are you? Oh, yeah, I think you said, you said, that's yeah. right. You did say hunter. I'm a hunter. So I, you know, I, I like this. I like money to make money. And, uh, now listen, I've had some, some losses, you know, I, you know, I, wow, I've had, I've had a couple investments that really did not pan out. So I'm not batting a thousand by any means, but you know, some of them have gone pretty well. And, um, but I also believe in a couple of other important things. Number one, I'm a, I'm a very generous person. Most people would, who know me well would probably tell you that about me is one of the first things. I believe in, I believe in helping people. I believe in buying people dinners. I believe in you know just financially being very generous and, of course, very generous to the church. And I've given to all the capital campaigns we've done in our church as well as regular tithing and offerings and missions and all those things. I believe that you can never outgive God and you will be blessed when you give. So I believe in giving, I believe in investing, I believe in living within a budget. Uh, but I also do believe this, that um, you should be able to have fun and sometimes fun takes money. And I believe in spending money on experiences, maybe more than things. So I'm a big believer in the experiences. I've been to all 50 states. I've been to six continents, 31 countries. I'm about to take another trip here, go see some volcanoes. I've always wanted to do that. So I do believe that if you, if you can be a giver and be an investor and save and live by a budget, then you should have money and then you could spend it on experiences that are really special. So did you just give me your retirement style right there, traveling? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not waiting until I retire. That's part of what I believe. I mean, some of these hikes I've been on lately, you could never do these things when you're 70 years old. You know, they're just too, this one I did this summer, it just would be way too strenuous to do. So I think, man, I don't want to wait. I've been on some trips with older people, you know, they can barely get around and see the sights. I want to do it now while I can. You know, I met with a high level, uh, asset manager, money manager yesterday. And we talked a lot about that where he has, you know, clients who have amassed wealth over time. Now they're of that age and they don't have the health to enjoy their wealth. So yeah, there you go. You know, on this one though, real quick. So you said financially, you are going back to the categories that we talked about in show 749 that you're a hunter. And yet you talked about giving, which is the, uh, was it the provider? Uh, what was the, what would that well, be labeled protector under? Protector that likes to use money to help others. Yes. Yes. Um, well, um, is that, int- is that more of a, it may not be who you are naturally, but that is where your belief lies. So you are 
uh, engaging. I, I am what you, I believe, talked about, which is, you know, the only way that you can ever really be a big giver is if you have money to give away. You got to make True. money in order to have money. True. So I've always just said to the Lord, Lord, you know, I, you know, I'm generous. You can trust me. If you give it to me, I'll do something good with it. And yeah. I just feel like God gives me more money. Well, and I, you know, I shared a little bit, uh, as we talked about finances, I think in the first show together that I grew up and there wasn't always money there. Dad had lots of business ups and downs. Now, uh, he and my mom very well off and that's his testimony. He says, man, you can, you can do a lot more giving when you got more to give. So, uh, yes. All right. Uh, spiritual. Uh, is the next one on here. You know what? And yeah, I should jump out on these that, that are part of your styles anyway. Yeah. So what is your spiritual style, Rick? Well, like you had talked about in the other episode, you know, I'm, I'm more than one because of the fact that, you know, I've been, I'm, I, you know, this is my profession is the, is the, is the ministry for sure. I definitely can relate to God intellectually because I have, you know, two graduate research degrees and went to, to these rigorous schools. So I, I'm, I'm in, I consider myself an intellectual. I enjoy, I enjoy that for, for sure. Um, that, that is definitely, you know, a, a part, but it, I, there's a, there's an activist part in me too. Uh, I, I just really, you know, I feel strongly about things that have to do with faith. And for instance, I'm, I'm, I'm into this, the whole thing about just criminal justice and making sure that people are treated fairly and, um, and so that, that is a, the, that is a part of, of, of me as well. Um, uh, and just other parts that, uh, of activists that aren't, you know, like social justice activists, but just activists in the sense that, that, uh, I'm passionate about, about the gospel and I want to, I want to share it. I'm, well, I'm more aggressive in that way. Well, and so on this spiritual standpoint, so you're a pastor. So people are going to say by proxy, okay, well, yeah, that's what you do all the time, but this is a spoke. <laughs> in the wheel of life. And I have been around uh, a church and ministry long enough to know that just cause you're a pastor doesn't always mean that you've got solid, healthy habits for growing your own spiritual right, life good. as well. Let's, all right. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause yeah. that's important. So I, I had started a long time ago saying my feet will never hit the ground and I, and I don't have the best knees anyway. So without talking to, uh, to the Lord. And so I just, I just get up early five o'clock, four thirty, and I'd start my day in prayer and I just begin in prayer. And I like to be in prayer and you know, this, the rage of mindfulness Well, before mindfulness, mm -hmm. there was this thing called prayer and meditation. I've been doing that for a long time. I talk to God, God talks to me, read the Bible, just really center myself. And Actually, I don't go into my office at the church until 11 o'clock. Hmm. I want five to 11 time. I don't do much talking with anybody. I spend that time with God. I spend it reading and all those sorts of things. And then I get into the office to sort of engage in that aspect of my leadership responsibility. That's interesting. I've found that my normal time to, you know, pull up the computer and start working, whether it's at home or here at my office is yeah, 10 to 11. Um, and I need that time for me. I know I can say that and a lot of people don't have that ability. They've got a job, they've got to be right. there. So I don't yes. say that flippantly, but man, I, I should also add that that is also the time I spend some of that time on preparation for my messages. Yeah. Okay. And of course I have, I actually have a weekly devotional 
on Wednesday, a weekly podcast on Friday, and then the messages on Sunday. Yeah. So I got a lot to prepare for. Well, and I would say too, over the past couple of days, my morning time has included your book. Uh, so there <laughs> yes, you go. there you go. Preparation right. and feeding myself as well. Uh, six is career, the things that you do to keep your career. Now, I don't know if you've been, I'll, I'll let you answer that. If you've been a, a lifetime as a you know pastor or in ministry, uh, but now obviously you are, gosh, I had Mark Batterson on the show. Oh, he's uh, a friend of mine. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. We've he, been friends for like 25 years. He was probably, yeah. it's in the past 60 days, I think that oh, we wow, did. How about that? And he talked about you know, as a, still a pastor, but now he is very much author and how he looked at himself as, you know, author or speaker or pastor, uh, what led, and also, you know, what are the, I don't want to say confines the bad word, but the boundaries of the things he's going to accept, because I'm sure your opportunities are more than ever now. So tell us about what you're doing in the career, you know, habits to keep you where you want to be. Yeah. Well, certainly it's when you have the exact same role that, right, that he has where you're pastor, you're also author and speaker. You can't speak everywhere. You, you know, I do. One thing is I, I, that is different. Say, I think maybe with me and Marcus, I write for Fox news and I write for, for belief net and others. I I do believe in writing these articles because I think they can have great impact. So I want to spend time doing that, but obviously my role has changed. And it will continue to change. I don't really even know where it's all going to end up because I'm not sure I can keep doing everything and I'll have to figure it out. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and we are walking through the seven spokes on The Ziggler Wheel of Life with Rick McDaniel as this is our habits show. Uh, Next, I ask Rick about the personal spoke and of interest in here, he gives a testimony to taking his son long time ago to a Zig Ziggler conference and at that conference, his son set a goal of playing Division I football and guess what? That's what he's doing today. Really neat story. So I'll bring you that right after I share some great products and services with you. Personal is the last spoke. And I always now introduce this the same way where I used to say, you know, what are the things you do just for you? The play, the fun hobbies, but also in there, the one that has really helped round out this uh, this spoke is even self-care, the things, cause I look at some of the things that I do that I would put as hobby, fun, whatever. I mean, those are things that I do more today because I've realized the value it is to making me a better me that helps everything. So what are some of the things that you do in that personal spoke? Yeah, I would say uh, one of the things to start with is Bill Hybels, my mentor used to constantly talk about, uh, having a hobby and I tried golf and it just takes so long uh, to do. And, you know, I've tried other things to, to, I would say, this is what I would say. One thing would be, uh, the national parks, the hiking going, not even the last hiking I did was at a, it was at a state park, not a national park, but I, but, uh, being able to do that, get outdoors and do that sort of something, by the way, that my wife enjoys. And that's rare that we've been able to, you know, she's never been a tennis player or a golf for other sorts of things. The second thing is I just really meant to sports. You know, both my boys play college football. I've got all kinds of connections in sports with coaches and friends. And so I do, I was just down, for instance, at Cameron 
which is Cameron Indoor Stadium where Duke University plays basketball. My, both, my two alma maters, Boston College and Duke, were playing each other on New Year's Eve. Oh, sweet. And so that was just fun for me to go yeah. down there. And it's such a crazy place to watch a game. It's such a smaller, older uh, arena and get to see my two can't lose can't lose a game like that whoever wins I win I'm gonna I'm, you know an alum of both stuff like that so I try to do those sorts of things um, but I sh- I probably need to find more ways to to do that than I'm doing right now and I'll, I'll pull out there as you talked about your sons playing football that was your testimony to Zig Ziglar you said I think it was about 20 years ago you went took one yes. of your boys mm-hmm. he well you get the testimony yeah we went to a big event a big uh, motivation event with a bunch of speakers and Zig Ziglar was speaking and he was talking about goal setting yeah. and in fact we bought his program I still have it to this day and uh, you know the old cassette tape program and um, and I brought my son because even though he was young, I wanted him to be that environment. In fact, I've done this. I used to bring I brought both my boys to the leadership summit that Bill Hybels did for years. I, I brought each of them to other events that were motivational in nature. So I brought my older son. And um, that day he wrote down a goal that he wanted to be a division one uh, college football player. And um, all years later. You know, it came true and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty neat story. All because he went to Zig Ziglar event. Zig Ziglar said, you got to write down your goals. Got to have goals. You got to write them down. And I asked him and I I made my boys give me goals at the start of every school year, not at the start of every year, but the start of every school year is how I did it. And uh, that's actually when I found out about it, when they shared their goals for the year. and, uh, And my son said, my goals. And so it was it was neat. You just sure. explained my childhood and his dad taking me to the next conference <laughs> and seeing Zig and whoever. And uh, yeah, look how you turned out. Pretty good. I, you know, some things worked out and I just had my, we just did our, our, we, and it was at the beginning of the year since we just passed that January one and we did our, as a family, our hopes, dreams, and goals sheets and reading what my kids from ages, you know, seven to 25 uh, wrote is uh, is incredible. And really the biggest blessing I think is to see that they have them, you know, they have yes. some things conceptualized. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Rick, thanks. Thanks for giving us a, a behind the scenes, spending more time uh, with us. It's great to see what has helped you get to where you are now and to bring us the message that you brought us. Thank you. Thanks. Great to be with you. Hey, as always, it's just a gift to walk through the real life habits of one of today's great influencers and successes. That again was Rick uh, McDaniel, author of You Got Style, and you can find that and get a signed copy at rickmcdaniel.com or of course find the book anywhere you buy books. Well, coming up in episode 752, how self-aware are you? Do you really know your style? Most people listening to this show have an idea what their personality style is from one of the many personality profiles out there, but what we uncover in this Q&A episode is more about going beyond personality style uh, because you can know that and, and be wholly ignorant of your literal, tangible working styles and the main roles and duties of your life. Along with that, you can know your spouse's personality type, let's say, or your coworkers, or your kids, and more, and completely miss out on and bang up against their styles, again, in the main roles and actions of life. So I posted this question to the Ziegler audience. How self-aware do you feel you are in regards to your style? 
in the key areas of life, such as finances, decision-making, work, parenting, spirituality, learning, leadership, and more. Then I ask, guess who? Rick McDaniel uh, back to talk with us and read these. I just read the responses to them and he responded in like, it's like a live coaching session as all these Q and A's are that I do with our guests and just a great continuation of this discussion on style that we need to hear more than once. So this is your chance to really engage again. It's a great show till then folks. Thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.